everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. It would take a nine-year-old child and her grandmother on an otherwise, quote, normal church service day, live streamed, baptisms flowing, and then the sound and manifestation no Baptist pastor wants to hear or even acknowledge. But too late. It happened. And now what? What would happen next is literally the stories movies are made of and have been with my next guest, his wife, and team who dared to confront the demonic with a God-given platform, millions of followers, and the rest, as they say, is history. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to Testimony a great joy indeed. Founder and lead pastor of Global Vision Bible Church, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, a best-selling author, speaker, revivalist, and popular podcast host of On Point, and now filmmaker. His latest riveting box office hit, Come Out in Jesus' Name, that chronicles his journey from, quote, safe church pastor political and biblical warrior, to mass deliverance ministry leader, replete with testimonies, including his own, and this just for starters. Please welcome social media firebrand and founder of Locke Media and more, Pastor Greg Locke. Pastor Locke, Greg, if I may, welcome to Testimony. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Beautiful well, introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, well, it's an honor to have you, and it's well-deserved. And as I said, that's just for starters. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Linda of TKOPR for securing uh, our interview. And prior to that, Jackie of Truth PR, both a joy to work yeah. with. So looking forward to getting right to it. Beginning, Pastor Locke, with your journey to faith in Jesus Christ, your roots in ministry as a Baptist pastor, and the eventual segue into the deliverance ministry you say you ran from for 30 years, and the teachers along the way that helped get you there, namely world-renowned of blessed memory, Derek Prince, who many consider Mm -hmm. an authority on the topic of deliverance from demons. Pastor Locke, please tell us that story. Absolutely. You know, I was raised in Nashville, and my dad was in prison for a number of years, about the first 10 years of my life. And so there was a lot of rejection and abandonment. And so by the time I was 16, I had been arrested six times, probation five times. I was just a meanderer, right? I was just wandering, looking for love, really, as the song says, in all the wrong places. And I was placed in a children's home where I came to faith in Christ. Matter of fact, this week, 31 years ago, April 17th of 1992, and I was immediately thrust into an understanding of preaching. And I just, I knew God wanted me to preach. I think my grandmother had waited around. She was very sick for years, but a month after I was saved and called to the ministry, she went on to heaven. And I think it was her assignment, you know, being done. And she knew, wow, you're going to be my little preacher. Because I was the least likely person to be a preacher. And I find that interesting and prophetic 
because after 30 years of preaching, I'm the least likely pastor to be casting out demons and talking <laughs> about fivefold ministry because I was such a cessationist. And you know, I don't demonize my past, but once I got saved, you know, I was an independent Baptist. I went to an independent Baptist seminary. I traveled exclusively in, you know, Baptist churches. And so I was trained that way. Even my master's thesis was in this seminary and, you know, in a theological seminary in New England. And so, again, it gave me a militancy and a heart and a love for what we would call systematic expository preaching. But I was never taught about the supernatural. I was taught against, you know, manifestation gifts. And so, long story short, fast forwarding to where we are, my wife and I just went on this private, really a private journey from the baptismal celebration that you mentioned in the introduction. A young lady really just had a full-blown cat just manifest right in the baptistry. Her eyes changed, her voice changed. She began to hiss and growl and stuck her fingers out that looked like claws. But I was more embarrassed that I pastored a very large church, and I was afraid of an eight- or nine-year-old girl with a demon in her. And I knew what it was immediately, but I tried to, you know, denominationally dismiss it. Theologically, I was like, this can't be happening right now. We're on a live stream. There's tens of thousands of people watching. We got a packed tent. But clearly it did happen, and God used that to put my wife and I on just really an emotional journey. We wept, we prayed, we fasted, and we found Derek Prince and, you know, Don Basham and Wynn Worley and, and you know, Bob right. Larson and Don Dickerman and a lot of the people of, of old renown, you know, when it comes to deliverance ministry. And that just started a journey. We started reading, praying, watching YouTube videos. And then finally my wife and I said, you know what, it's time. We have to risk it all, take this to the church, and tell them this is the direction God has for us. And when I did, in my obedience, what the Holy Spirit showed me is God had prepared the hearts of the church long before he had prepared the heart of the pastor. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pastor Greg Locke, the controversial yet powerful film, Come Out in Jesus' Name. Pastor Locke, without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how would one even consider casting out a demon, and is this a problem you initially encountered as a Baptist preacher? You did not want to be termed, as you said, quote, a charismaniac. Can you explain? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because I was taught, you know, you start going down that denominational rabbit hole, and you're going to be, you know, some false teacher on TV or whatever it may be, and so I was afraid, really, more of what my friends would think about me if I began to venture out in the, you know, the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, obviously I knew there were gifts. Obviously I knew that there was a Holy Spirit, there was demons, there was angels, but I was taught not just to dismiss it, but really to disregard it, to kind of dance around the issue. It was the elephant in the room that you never preached about. And so as I began to preach about those things, what I found was Jesus clearly said, if I cast out evil spirits, by the finger of God, then you know the kingdom of God has come unto you. And so as the movie states, you know, Apostle Bagani made the unbelievable statement that if we say we are kingdom-minded, but we don't do, you know, kingdom-minded things, it's false advertising. And the very first mark of a New Testament ministry is they shall expel demons. And I knew that in theory and theologically, but in its practical outworkings, I thought, you know what, that's just crazy. People are going to think I'm nuts. What if somebody actually manifests a demon and screams or throws up? You know, I was more concerned about people's dignity than I was their deliverance. And here's, you know, something I've really been upfront about. And it, it was an emotional journey for me. It's not that I didn't have power. You know, it's not that I didn't know the Lord. I wasn't trying to be a false prophet. I just saw things through the lens 
of a Baptistic denominational worldview. And so when I finally went through deliverance myself, several months after we were already doing deliverance in the church, Hmm. when I went through deliverance, it opened me up to an understanding that I had been taught against. And that night, when I went through personal deliverance, I received the actual baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't have to fake it. I didn't have to make it up. And my level of anointing increased a hundredfold. And it's almost like people know when they come to our church that they're coming to a church that operates in deliverance. But the demons at this point, it's so baked into the ministry of our church, they can't even wait. Like we're in <laughs> we're in spontaneous revival right now, right? We're just having a revival every single night except Saturday. And it's just going and going. Hundreds of people are coming from all over the world. They'll walk in our tent and immediately those that are demonized will start manifesting demons. So they don't even wait till the worship service. I can walk into a room. My wife can walk into a room. Our team you know, can walk into a room and immediately it just begins to happen. So we can't make it up. There's no way to put this back in the box. It is a revival of deliverance, and the movie is now making people ask the question, why aren't we doing the ministry of Jesus? So even if pastors don't believe in it, everybody's talking about deliverance in America right now, in evangelical circles, even Catholic circles. Everybody's talking about it because we brought something that's been done you know, under a rock, under a bush, in a corner, and we brought it mainstream. And I believe God's going to use it as a mighty, mighty awakening to the church. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Pastor Greg Locke, his riveting Come Out in Jesus' Name movie. Uh, Pastor Locke, your documentary has been endorsed by many in Christendom, both political and spiritual, but not necessarily the pastors of some churches that remain unnamed in your documentary. Why is that? You know, there's just some men that aren't going to be convinced. I I think they're so denominationally challenged, they're afraid to move against the status quo. I mean, the Bible is very plain. You know, fear is demonic. God's not giving us the spirit of fear, but the fear of man brings a snare. And I lived in the fear of man, not because I was evil. Again, not because I wanted to deceive people, but because I had what I called the ministerial disease to please. I didn't want people to leave the church. You want the tithers to be comfortable. You don't want your friends to uninvite you to the revival meeting. You know, and so you have this pressure to just keep maintaining the status quo. But the problem is when you really read the Bible, the status quo is what makes God sick. It's the lukewarm church of Revelation chapter 3, and Jesus said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. And so when we just went into the ministry of Jesus, everybody's like, wow, why don't you preach like Jesus? I'm like, I am. And now that I've started to, I've lost all my friends. <laughs> and so everybody wants a Bible church until the Bible shows up at church. But the book of Acts is filled right. to overflowing with demonic manifestations. There's still miracles, signs, and wonders. And when we began to submit to the authority of fivefold ministry, God began to grow us in ways that we've never imagined. Which leads me to my next question. Um, I remember being part of a fivefold ministry that included the leadership and teaching of Derek Prince, one of my fathers in the faith, and being very mm. grateful uh, to be the recipient of deliverance as an already born again believer in Christ Jesus, not possessed but oppressed. Talk about the difference in terminology and how a Christian can, quote, have a demon and can indeed be set free from it. Absolutely. You know, even Derek Prince, you know, he said, if we could get past the word possessed, we would be 95% of the way to the victory of deliverance ministry. Because Christians have such a hard time. They're saying, well, 
if I have the Holy Spirit, how can I be possessed with a demon? Well, you're not. You're demonized. You're afflicted. I find it interesting, for example, in Galatians chapter 5, one of the works of the flesh is witchcraft. So nobody would deny that your flesh can produce witchcraft, but they also wouldn't deny that the only way witchcraft is produced is through demonism, right, through witches. And so why is it that we believe that our flesh can produce witchcraft, but our flesh cannot contain demonic activity? We can be under a generational curse. You know, people have a hard time with that. They say, well, you know, Jesus died. He became a curse to remove the curse. Well, certainly he did, and we would never minimize that. But you have to understand, Jesus also died for the sins of the world. But if you don't appropriate his death, you still go to hell if you don't repent and believe the gospel. So just because he died for your sin does not mean you're automatically forgiven. So just because he died to remove a curse, you still have to appropriate the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ in order to have that curse removed from your life. And so Paul said, in my flesh dwells no good thing. So if all of those evil, deviant, fleshly works can dwell in you, it's ridiculous to say, well, God would never dwell in an unclean vessel. Oh, he dwells in us, and we are continually unclean vessels every day of our life. And so, yes, he does. The omnipresence of God puts him everywhere at once. And so I think people, they don't really deny. Here's how I explain it. They don't deny that Christians can have demons. They deny that they can have demons, and I think that's the issue. (laughs) That's hysterical. Talk about the number one demon, your view, that is most difficult to deal with and why. I believe it's the, the spirit of religion, the evil spirit of religion. It's even, it's interesting, it takes longer to get religion out of people than it does to get witchcraft out of people because we have this this mindset in which we've been raised and we view everything through that lens, no matter how corrupted it is. And we can be right on a lot of things. But a great preacher of yesteryear, Vance Havner, used to say, the funny thing about the English language is you can cross every T, dot every I, and still spell the word wrong. And I think that's what we've done. We've crossed our theological T's, we've dotted our I's, but we're spelling the word wrong because we're denying the clear teaching of the Bible. And the clear teaching of the Bible is there's power and authority in the name of Jesus to overcome demonic influences. And people just don't want to talk about that because it's uncomfortable, and it should be. It's time that we make the church uncomfortable because we're not talking about roses, poodles, and butterflies. We are talking about demons that people are tormented by. And it's time that we start using uncomfortable terminology and letting people know you do not have to go to bed with nightmares. You do not have to be under a generational curse. You do not have to be an addict. You can be set free right now through Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Pastor Greg Locke, author, teacher, revivalist, social media maven, and filmmaker, his latest Come Out in Jesus' Name. Pastor, you've written a series of best-selling books on spiritual warfare, along with other materials that take the believer and non-alike on a step-by-step process to getting delivered, renouncing sin, and getting set free. Talk about that briefly and how praying for people to get delivered is something every Christian is called to do and not just your local pastor. For real. I mean, the problem, I think, is people have this idea that it is just the local pastor, right? Oh, it can only be a priest. It can only be an exorcist. This guy's got a pastor for a big church. No, in my name shall they cast out devils. So they refers back to the subject of the sentence, which is those that believe. Every one of us, you don't have to have a Ph.D., you don't have to have a seminary degree. Now, granted, I do believe in training, as did, you know, Brother Prince and others. You know, people want to be equipped 
Obviously, if you're going to open yourself up to deliverance ministry, then you're going to open yourself up to the attack of the enemy at new levels. And so you don't want to be living in sin. You want to walk in the fear of the Lord. You want to be holy, separate from the world. You want to you know, feast on the, the Word of God. You want to be in prayer and fasting. But people need to recognize that every one of us that are saved can lay hands on the sick and see them healed, can cast demons. It's interesting that I know preachers that have been in the ministry for 50 years that have never cast a demon out of a dog, right? They've never cast a demon out of a butterfly. And we got teenagers in our youth group that cast devils out of people every single month of their life, and they walk in anointing. They walk in authority and holiness. So it doesn't have to be, you know, some high-ranking official. No, all you have to know is that you are saved, you are walking in the fear of the Lord, you have the power of the Holy Spirit, and you know that there is authority in the name of Jesus. It's authority that's been placed upon us, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus is deserving, and he wants his people to be set free, because deliverance always has been and always will be the children's bread. Amen and amen. That is fantastic. Leading me right into my next question for you. With all of the demonic manifesting before our very eyes, and especially against our children, through transgender mania, drag queens, textbooks, promoting perversion of every kind, woke schools and school boards, stripping parents of their rights, and no doubt Satan's attempt to gain a legal right to enter a mm. child's life through any one of these gateways, not to mention the plethora of witchcraft that you alluded to earlier being promoted as harmless in the movies they watch. Your thoughts, Pastor Locke, on protecting against, but if too late, the ministry of deliverance to help set free. You know, there are so many just doorways and, and what I call contact points for evil spirits and parents need to wake up and recognize, even in the movie, I said, you know, people like Disney and the rest of them, they're as guilty as anybody. For years, they learned that they had to repackage witchcraft in the form of children's entertainment and we're watching it happen before our very eyes. And like you said, this whole transgender dysphoria nonsense and these drag queens. And here's the shameful part of where we are in what I call the Tickle Me Elmo church, right? Here's where we are. There are people that will defend Harry Potter and drag queens before they would even defend the Bible and the power of the local church. You know, you, you would say something about yeah. witchcraft and people would get so mad, but they wouldn't defend the Bible like that. I mean, it's almost like the love of many has waxed so cold. And what we found, interestingly enough, I mean, the proof's in the pudding, as it were, in these movie theaters. I tell people, when the Holy Spirit gets kicked out of church, you go to the movies. And so we saw tens <laughs> of thousands of people released. I mean, demonic manifestations full-blown in 2,000 theaters all over America. But here's the interesting thing that that proved. If I can get on a screen and cast a demon out of you through the medium of a movie screen— and don't think for a minute that you can't sit in front of a medium, a medium of a movie screen and get a demon because you open your door up to New Age and occultism and Satanism. So it works best both ways. If in a theater I can cast one out, then in a theater you can open your children up to one. And so be careful what you allow into your home. Amen and amen. Well said, Pastor Greg Locke. His latest must-see movie, Come Out in Jesus' Name. Pastor, it was great to hear... Uh, in your riveting documentary that other deliverance ministries have come alongside in support, recognizing the huge God-given platform you now have with millions of followers. Talk about the importance of strategic godly alliances in furthering the work of your ministry or any ministry for that matter, and what you've learned along the way. 
Well, as the Lord has really kind of what we call hitched our wagon to these other deliverance ministries, not only have we learned and grown and matured just so quickly, he really had to thrust us in it overnight. It's been an immersion. It's been a baptism of deliverance ministry. And the most humbling aspect is here are men and women that have been doing it for many, many years. But behind the scenes, when I wasn't doing it, when I was against all of this, God was using you know, politics to build our platform, but God knew there was going to be a divine switch. Then I would understand that it's not about the White House. It's about the corruption of God's house. And I would begin to call out the principalities and the powers because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't have a politician problem. We have a principality problem. And so what God did is he took the bigness, really the, the magnanimous size of our platform. We switched gears, and then people that came alongside of us, it humbled me because it's almost like they pushed us to the front row, to the platform, and said, okay, we're going to let Greg Locke and Global Vision be the tip of the spear. And then the movie's coming out and the book, you know, about deliverance and all of that. And so it's like when we joined forces, it was almost as if, and really it was as if, nobody really cared whose platform got bigger, whose church grew faster. Mm -hmm. We just all got in the same melting pot and said, let's just make deliverance mainstream. Let's Let's just bring glory to Jesus and watch people set free. And so it's been beautiful to watch as God has positioned us with some of the greatest deliverance ministers and ministries on the planet and then allowed us just so strategically to lead them. And I'm like, wow, we're the newest ones to this (laughs) challenge, right? I'm the new guy walking on the field. I'm the rookie. And yet God said, you know what? I'm going to use you for that reason because all of them are expected to do it. But the world is shocked that I'm doing it because I used to preach against it. And I'm like, nah, this can't be real. (laughs) And then now the guy that was against it went through deliverance. It changed my life. And now I'm a spearhead for it. So you preached against it. How so? Yeah, I would say that it's just made up. You know, they're just paying actors. Nobody's really manifesting demons. There's no such thing as a baptism of the Holy Spirit. All that praying in tongues. That's just a bunch of gibberish. You know, God's not honored by that. You know, surely these people aren't really getting out of wheelchairs blind eyes being opened. You know, I was, I was very cynical. You know, I was very critical towards those things. And then God said, well, let me just turn things upside down, put it on his head and show you a few things. And God began to do in our church, all the stuff that I had preached against. (laughs) And so now there's not a week that goes by. We're not seeing cancer flee. People get out of wheelchairs, homes being put back together, crack pipes being laid down on our altar. It is unbelievably fantastical the supernatural testimonies that are coming out of our tent right now. That is awesome, awesome. Now, um, in your movie, you talk about the fact that you would be up at 10.30 in the morning in the early beginning starting deliverance. It would go uh, until 2 a.m. in the morning, and that's something that you could not sustain. So God put you in touch with someone where you learned about, quote, mass deliverance. And is that what you are doing in your church today? Or are you still doing one-on-one, or is it a combination of both? It is a combination, but our church has really been graced for mass deliverance. And even towards the end of his ministry, you know, Derek Prince really got into mass deliverance and wasn't doing nearly as much personal because, you know, him and all the generals of of deliverance, the greats that are in heaven, used to say, look, when you start casting out demons, people will find you. They'll find your house at 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So we don't have to advertise anything. I mean, it's one of the most well-attended services that we have, and we do it every single Sunday night for two solid hours and hundreds of people— we just did our 63rd straight Sunday night with no breaks, and I'm telling you, hundreds. They don't even come Sunday morning. They'll fly in, Uber in. Pastors will bring buses and van loads of people in. They're coming in from all over the world for that one service. And then, like, 
the next day, and, and even today. Now, we're in revival right now, so it's different because we're doing deliverance every night. But every day, there'll be people that just drive up, hey, can I get an appointment? Can, can somebody meet with me? And we went from my wife and I casting out demons to now probably 150 people in our church that are on our deliverance team on a very regular basis. So we're training people just constantly to flow in deliverance. That is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Pastor Greg Locke, his must-see documentary come out in Jesus' name. Pastor, will a DVD be made available for those uh, who may have missed the movie come out in Jesus' name? Well, what they're going to do, they're doing one final release, uh, matter of fact, this Sunday through May 4th. So they're going to do like a week and a half, two weeks of just kind of a soft launch. We we were in 2,500 theaters. They're going to back it down to about 800 theaters, which is still beautiful. And then it will include my gospel invitation and the mass deliverance prayer at the end. So then once that happens, it'll go to a streaming platform. So they'll be able to get it, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Google, Apple, things like that. And then in its eventuality, I'm sure they'll allow us to do DVDs. They actually own the rights to it at this point because there's also going to be a massive international release. And so it'll be going to... New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, just many, many different places. Awesome, awesome. Any last words for that one struggling today? I want them to know that they don't have to struggle. (laughs) They can be set free, radically set free by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They just got to stand up to it. Those generational curses can be broken. They do not have to be an addiction. They do not have to lay around in what we call chronic depression. The Bible says in Isaiah 61, 4, we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They don't have to live in that fear and that bondage. They don't. There is a remedy. There is a prescription, and his name is Jesus, and they can be set free. And it's not that they have to come to our tent, but God has allowed us to specialize in it. And we, we bring people in. We pay their flights. We, we, we help people. If they, if they want to get here and they can't, we pay their gas. We'll put them in a hotel. Because to us, this is not about income. This is about outcome. And if they can just contact our church office, we will get them here and we will help them be set free. And that's what I call purity of purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to founder and lead pastor of Global Vision Bible Church, St. Juliet, Tennessee, best-selling author, revivalist, speaker, and now filmmaker, Greg Locke, whose recent riveting documentary, Come Out in Jesus' Name, is a must-see. You can learn more about Greg Locke's work, ministry, and mission by visiting lockmedia.org. That's L-O-C-K-E media.org. O-R-G, and get his books on spiritual warfare. See this film, get encouraged, but most of all, get delivered. If you or anyone you know is suffering from demonic oppression, he came to set the captives free, and that includes you and me. Pastor Locke Greg, sir, thank you for taking the time to share your powerful, inspiring, and hopeful documentary, Come Out in Jesus' Name, whose time has come, and especially now with the ravages of sin so prevalent in our society today, and few there be that are willing to address it head on as you have, and as Jesus, our example, has taught, and as the Bible declares, and I quote, these are the signs that follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out demons, Mark 16, 17. Your documentary, Come Out in Jesus' Name, is a modern-day roadmap, my view, for doing just that, and victoriously so we thank you and god bless you amen god bless you thank you for having me 
Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.